that have loved him so much to the extent that they have become the beloved of the Lord to the extent that they have become the election of God the elect of God out of the tremendous love they have for God he said this is my election Ampana, apana kabisa sijasema hivyo mimi nimesema kufuatana na ile upendo uku sana wanao kwa miozawa vile wanampenda Mungu wanampenda Yesu sana kwa miozawa akawaita sasa wateule wake the chosen one because of the way they love him he can see their hearts he searches the heart and he can see they love him so much so he has called them his own election his own inheritance his own possession his own treasured possession kutokana na ule upendo mkuu mkuu kabisa ambao wanampenda anaweza sasa kuwaita kwamba wateule wangu anawaita kwamba orithi wangu wa milki wangu wa mali yangu mwenyewe Loving the Lord. In other words, these are the days in which to love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Then when he comes, he will say, Come up here. And he will snatch you up there. Into the kingdom of glory. What an awesome time in the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the other thing, let's first read the book of Romans before I move on. Romans. Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The rapture of the church. And John chapter I mean Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 has become such an extensive conversation. There is so much to chew from this and there are so much juices coming through. Wonderful wonderful transmission. It is so powerful. This is when you say the gospel is so delicious. Because he's focusing the church on the kingdom of glory, the kingdom of glory, the kingdom of glory, the kingdom of heaven, everlasting life, eternity in heaven. He's removing them from hell fire. This is so beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he says, the book of Romans chapter 8, we are reading verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for good. Again, and we know that in all things, God works for for the good of those who love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. To those that love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means to love your God with all your heart. And all your soul. All your mind. All your strength. And serve him. With all your heart. All your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and to live for him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and to wait for him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, all your person, all your being. And so, this is amazing. Because now, John is called up there. The voice says, come up here. But this same John has been at Patmos. In an island of persecution. This same John writes the way we just read 
that he has endured patiently. He has been persecuted. He has gone through suffering because of the word of God. And the testimony of the salvation of Jesus he maintained. What is the message then to this generation of the church that will be raptured? He says he's coming to those who have stood firm for Jesus and for the word of God. They have not been shaken by the wrongs of this life on this earth. They have not been shaken by the blackmail and the slander and the abuse. They have not cared about public opinion. They have stood for the Lord. They stood their cause. They stood the entire nine years until he came and caught them up. He raptured them, snatched them from here. And he says in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 10, 11. He says the following. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently. I also will keep you. I will keep you also from, from, away from, from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world. To test those who live in the whole earth. There is nowhere to hide. Much except 
All I can say is that I am born again. And I love Jesus so much. More than anything else. In fact, I, st I stand firm with the Lord. So that is the only thing that can never change in my life. I can say that that is the thing I want to I would want people to know. <laughs> so right away, right away, <laughs> right away there is a problem. <laughs> that I stand with the Lord. I, the, on that one, normally, it's non-negotiable. So then, if you are being brought in as an accountant and they wanted you to cook the books here and there, the, a time comes when they will ask you to please ensure those books balance. Eh? No, do what you need to do. You know what I'm saying. Ensure they balance. So, they know that they are going to have trouble with this guy. Because the time comes when they will say, you do what you need to do. Make sure the books balance. Cook the books. Make sure they balance before the auditors or directors arrive. But based on just the first few words you have said, the wicked world can see that right away they have a serious problem sitting in front of them here. The serious problem is sitting in front of them and they ask so you are not able to bulge yeah. so, nope. that one I stand my ground because that is my eternity that's my, that's my faith that's the only thing I have and for the ladies when they go for the interview they are dressed long holy like that long skirts they are fully covered long skirts she almost gave an opposite message yeah. so they are wearing holy and long skirts and then the interview changes and sometimes, you know, it's so heartbreaking because it's a fellow lady interviewing. And then they say, are you going to change these clothes or you're going to be dressing like that here? <laughs> say, no. My salvation cannot change. You know, my body is the holy temple of the Holy Spirit. So right away it becomes a conflict. No matter the pressures of the devil in this world, they stand their ground. They agree to go through whatever, but they cannot change their relationship with Jesus. And they say, I rather not get this job than to compromise on my Christian salvation. That is the only thing I have for my eternity. And so the Lord is saying, He's not coming for the church where the pastor gives into the pressure of the congregation and the modernism. And then changes the gospel to fit the modern time. Oh, I want some high people, rich people to come to my church. So I have to make it a modern church. I have to allow some kind of lesser affair, free, the free fair. Everybody do what you want, dress as you want. Because I want some modern people to come. I don't want it to look very if if it's if it's very holy people might say it's a cult. Hey! Hallelujah! Since when? So you have to make it a bit modern and entertaining for some senior people to come to the church for their children, you know the children from the, from the high families they don't like God so much so it has to be interesting to them for the parents to pull them along so they must have some uh, entertainment of a comedian joking around there with the Holy Spirit or something uh, and you have to bring in some entertainment uh, there has to be some modern 
patiently when I thought about eternity I endured them all when I thought about the price Jesus paid I stood my ground I stood them all the greater the resolve and then the voice said come up here and he was raptured he's coming for that church that is the church he's coming for hallelujah the kingdom of heaven is not a joke there are some friends you have to download a bit from your sim card sometimes you have to change your sim card to keep up some friends who are trying to draw you to sin because when you think about you are eternity and when you think about how ferocious the hell fire is if when you think about the price the Messiah paid at the Calvary cross for you, for you, even if you were to be alone, he would have gone for you. When you think about the suffering of the Messiah, when you think about the glory that is in store for you in heaven, you will stand you will stand your ground. You will refuse to bulge. You will say, I rather not get this job. But stand with Jesus. Because at this time, the great tribulation has not yet come. If I cannot stand now for the Lord Jesus, for the gospel, for the truth, for the word, for salvation, for the grace, then how much less the probability that I'll stand when the Holy Spirit is taken away in the great tribulation. Hi. And he's saying, today's pastors, they see, they see somebody and then now they lower the gospel. They want to keep this person in church. I know. No. You are not helping the person. Lead them to the kingdom of God. If you see the churches in Nairobi here and Europe and everywhere, they fear that if they rebuke now their sheep, righteousness, righteousness, they will simply cross the street and go to the enemy's church. Enemy. Did you hear the word enemy? Their enemy's church. And when they go there, then you will hear the big, they will make sure you hear the big projects they are doing there. They will announce, I was getting this kind of uh, conversation from Italy, uh, this story from one, of, from one of the senior pastors in Italy was saying, when they cross, they will announce what we have done this. They will, I think it's a Christian paper, whatever. They will announce it there. Hi. Hey. He say no. John the Apostle stood. And he was in Patmos. In a rocky island. In the midst of the wilderness of rocks. There was nothing good there. And he stood with the Lord. Not only was he the disciple that Jesus loved most. But he endured unbelievably for Jesus. This is amazing. And then, while still standing here, while we are standing here on Revelation chapter 4 verse 1, we have not yet moved. Have you ever thought about this? Look at this now. Mankind, human beings, were made a little less than angels. Very powerfully. 
Did you understand that? They were built, they were constructed, they, they were created less than angels. Look at this now. Created less than angels. And then, look at this now. The glorious angels of God inside heaven there they fall to apostasy. The glorious angels of Yahweh they fall to apostasy. The ones that have greater value than the man the angels that have greater value than man. Can you add a volume if it's the volume disturbing? Yes. So, the angels that have greater value than man, they are glorious. They have been worshipping the Lord. And then they fall. But the Lord creates man in the garden man also falls and then the Lord chooses to restore man and you didn't hear me properly the Lord chooses to open heaven and provide a ladder, a channel, for the restoration of fallen man, who is much lower than angels, and the glorious angels, he does not give them a chance for repentance and restoration, he does not say, no, these ones have been worshipping here, they are more glorious than men, let us just restore these ones, the way sometimes you as a pastor tuned in let's say you have a worship leader in your church and the worship leader for some reason you hear rumors has fallen into sexual sin and then you become so angry. And then you put aside. And then you move on and move on and move on. Raising another worship leader. But over time, something starts eating your heart. When you look at the fallen worship leader, you are like, I, I, I think let me restore this worship leader. In any case, he or she has worshipped here for many years. Let me just restore this person. The Lord could have had such consideration with his angels. But he did not. And mere that the earth, the soil that he molded he calls his jewels he calls his treasure they also fall but he gives them a ladder the ladder of Jacob and he says now look the connection has been restored you can repent and enter hallelujah Mere men who are not glorious but glorious angels he has kept them in dungeons for judgment. So have you ever considered the privilege that you have as a church even to receive the announcement that the Messiah is coming God to beg on you and tell you to prepare? Have you ever thought about the privilege the undeserved privilege? to give you Jesus to go to the cross for you and die and to be abused by the same man nailed on the cross and killed in the worst manner and then he resurrects and even before he went to the cross they disturbed each other 
each other with Jesus so much. They told him they don't want. And he was very afraid for them. They have fallen. And God has sent an emissary, a savior. He did not have to. Do you remember that the same John when we, which is ahead of us here that when he looked at the throne of God he saw the rainbow and circled the throne like an emerald. Do you know the meaning of that? God was announcing to him that remember that this is the God of the floods. This is the God of the floods of Noah. Just remember that the one that has raptured you here, this is the same God who is capable of judging the entire earth, entire, and kill all. This is, in other words, the rainbow says that are you aware that this is the God who has zero tolerance to sin? Number two, are you aware that this is the God who is capable of judging the entire earth and leave eight people? Total, kill all. Are you aware that this is the God who has zero tolerance to apostasy? Are you aware that this is the God who cannot take rebellion? So the same place John is able to see that this is the God that judged during the days of Noah. Right now there are so many dead bodies on the earth out of the coronavirus. But can you imagine the dead bodies when the entire earth was killed plus the birds? And so, when the Lord comes and begins to announce to you the earth made out of the earthen material, earthen vessel, you are not angels. You are not glorious. You should not have been given any consideration at all. And then he, he comes, he sends the Messiah. There's a lot of disturbance, disturbing the Messiah, the Pharisees, everybody arguing with him. And when he goes to the cross, they nail him. They kill him. After that, and then again when he resurrects, they don't want to receive the gospel. And then, after he goes, he hears that the church has also fallen. And then after that, he sends messengers to announce, I have seen the ladder of Jacob. I have seen the stairs of Jacob. I have seen the stairway of heaven. Please prepare. I have seen the Messiah coming. You still refuse. I've seen the stairway of God. I've seen the stairs of heaven, Lord. I've seen heaven prepared for you. The kingdom of God is ready. I have seen the Messiah coming. Please repent and turn away from sin. And you still refuse without understanding that glorious angels that had been worshipping him for I don't know how long eternity is but when they fell he did not give them an opportunity and they are higher being than you if he restores them back to the angel they were the angels they were they are much higher they worshipped him and he is able to restore them if he wants and if he restores them they are much higher they are glorious and he does not restore them and by privilege he chooses you and you still bring your head you say no 
You know I'm educated, you know I'm a professor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, you know. Uh, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm busy, you know. I'm a pilot, I need to fly the aeroplane, what? And then he shut it down no, and removed the key also from the aircraft. And they shut down the whole app. They say, oh, Musomi, professor, Dakari, lawyer. And yet the Lord is saying, this is a privilege. He did not give it to the angels. Have you ever thought about that? Can we read the book of Malachi? Let us read the book of Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, blessed people. Hi. What a mighty part one of this message. I want to go up to a place, then I will start part two. I know we have a lot also on the, the revival part. But, but so Malachi chapter three, 16 and 18. And he says Anasema, that those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard. In other words, when there was a lot of apostasy, they met somewhere. Look at me now. There was a lot of apostasy. The church did not accept the true message. Maybe some widows, some old men. They came, they told the pastor. 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 No, I am not young. Pastor. You are still young. Preach from the Bible. We are saying that you are just talking, but you are not reading the Bible. Please, well, I'm not young. If I tell you something, please, you will fall. Preach from the Bible. Re restore this church. You are shocked a member of the church has come to rebuke you. Say, Pastor, I'm not young. I've seen many pastors fall. Remove girls from your car. Remove girls. No, remove girls from your car, Pastor. Please. I, I am not young. I'm only helping you. <laughs> Those real moments arrive. When a member, a senior member of the church walks forward. Pastor, clean up the worship. No, no, believe you me, I'm not young. When you see girls and boys begin to behave like that in the worship. Ask me, that is bad. There must be sexual sin inside. A member of a church walks towards you. So what the pastor will do when he has finished someone and people are lined up to come and now greet him and ask for prayer and all that. The usher who is arranging the lines, the line, he will tell the the tell that lady number 10. Tell her I don't have time today. So, it must have been a persecution in the church. A persecution is going on in the church. They are trying, they are crying for the house of the Lord. And so a few of them that love the Lord, that fear the Lord, that know what the glory of the cross looks like, that know what the glory of the blood looks like. Those that have the burden for the house of the Lord and the pulpit. They will now meet on their own when the pastor has rejected them. They meet in their house and they talk slowly. Did you see? And when you see them sitting, the shirt, you see the, 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 the woozy, the, the, the threads on the collar. What? They're sitting there and trembling. They're talking. Did you see? He's not listening to us anymore. Did, did you see the wedding last weekend? Women were naked. 
It's unbelievable that this church has become like that. So they, they are grieving for God. They bear burden for the Lord. When I with him when I told him to ch- to make sure he changed the message. Pre- preach the gospel of Jesus. Stop the stories at the pulpit. So, then, then, then he told me, he sent an usher to tell me that if I want to leave the church, it's also okay. I, can I, I tell you. And he says, then those who fear the Lord, in other words, those who are the burden for the Lord, those who are the burden for the cause for the gospel, they talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. And a scroll of remembrance was was brought out and was written in his presence concerning those that feared Yahweh and honored his name. Did you understand? And then verse 17 he says, They will be mine, says the Lord. In the days when I make up, in the day when I make up my treasured possession. I will spare them just as in just as in compassion a man spares his own son who has served him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who do not serve. I will spare them as my jewels. How can the God of heaven that created the diamond and the platinum and the precious metals the gold the silver the chrysolite the topaz the the carnelian the one that created the topaz the top metals and the treasures the jewels of this life how can he turn to mere earth to mere soil, mud that has been mixed with water and molded and said, this is now my jewel, my treasure. It's not even glorious. The angels are glorious. But he says, that fallen man is his treasure. And is lowering the ladder for him. But the glorious angels that used to worship, he did not give them a chance for repentance. Have you understood the privilege of rapture? It is not a right. It is not a right. Every time the church behaves as if the rapture is a right, I will think about it. Hey! So when John stood and he said, and behold, I saw heaven standing open, a door standing open in heaven. It was God beckoning man. A big privilege. Not because of anything you have done. Have you ever thought about it? Another very important thing. On a lighter note. Because now, you see immediately the voice says, come up here. Then John finds himself there. In the kingdom of God. 
chapter 1 we read. Then the first encounter, the first being he encounters, hallelujah, the first gift and reward he receives from God is Christ Jesus, my Redeemer, my Savior. He's saying, it is beautiful to meet Ezekiel. And ask him, Ezekiel, how are those days in Israel? It's wonderful to meet David. I said, David, ah, you did it. You made it. It's wonderful to meet Solomon. It's powerful to meet Malachi. And tell him, I, Malachi. You are the one who released that breaking news there. The, the two prophets that were coming. It is wonderful to meet the apostles and ask Peter, how are you doing, Peter? But when I enter heaven, I want to see the Messiah, the one who died for me. That is the one I want to see first. The rest can wait. I want to see the Messiah. The one who died for me. He considered me so highly until he died for me. Hey, he came down from heaven he departed glory and he abandoned himself and he made himself even though he was God but he considered himself not God so that he may be like a worm like man for my sake now cry and say show me Jesus where is Jesus I want to see Jesus so when John enters the first gift he receives is the Messiah he went down. He went on his stomach. He, went, he says, I went down as dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. That the Lord sent to him is Christ Jesus, the Messiah. He went down on his belly. In Swahili, they say, Kifudi, Fudi. And he said, I was like dead. Hallelujah. We will meet him. We will meet him. We will see him face to face. I know on this mission I've had the privilege. There's much privilege to interact with him. But every interaction with the Messiah is such a treasure. It's such a dread. It's such an awe. It's indescribable. There are no words. I've given you the vision when he appears in the sky. It is just tremendous. You will meet the Messiah. You will meet your Savior. And you will fall down and just cry for a moment. You just want to weep for a long time. When you see him, just want to weep as a thank you. Ah, meaning words fail you. So the first reward that John receives when he enters is Christ Jesus, the glorious Lamb of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Savior of the universe. What a beautiful occurrence. And so blessed people. Let us continue standing firm. And another message that the Lord brings here when John is raptured talking about the rapture of the church is that all those that will be given the privilege to ascend to the mountain of the Lord and place their glorious feet onto the holy ground on the mountain of the Lord. They must, number one, be holy. Number two, be righteous. Number three, have the fear of God. Number four, be in great anticipation for the Messiah. Number five, be 
piked off the world. What? The world must have been piked off you. Number six must have stood firm with the gospel, with salvation alone. Everything else can fall, but salvation must stand. What a mighty message just on verse 1. Just on verse 1. And, and we are going to advance. I know, I know you are asking how far, how long will we take to get verse 11. We are going to make it. Don't worry. But there is so much here. Hallelujah. And I have Mweshmuya Kabingu here. I have uh, the senior Archbishop Michael Nizwan. I have Engineer Laban Thiongo. It is such an awesome time in the church that the whole world is being ministered to and the globe is tuned in. Meaning everybody has an equal chance to enter glory. And today you have heard it yourself. For yourself. That the angels who are higher than man, mere mud, soil, they were not given an opportunity. They were not given a ladder of repentance. They were not given the privilege of restoration. Remember, nothing is difficult to the Lord. Nothing is impossible to the Lord. But he did not give them a chance. And yet for you by privilege, he gave you the chance. And you are still playing around. Say, oh me, I believe in evolution. Oh, you know, for me, I'm educated. No, for me, no, for me I come from a wealthy family. So, the, I, we, we mostly have not, uh, with all, we have not believed God. What? They, they give reasons. When you listen to their reasons, you weep for the Lord. You weep for them also. No, you are, you, that, that, you, that they come from wealthy families so they cannot receive the Lord. You tell me, whom have you ever seen buried with all his money in the grave? You tell me, whom have you ever seen buried with all the things of the world? Let's say they buy property and land, acres, hundreds, buried with his, with his hundreds of acres of, of land, which belongs to the Lord anyway. Whom have you ever seen buried with all his houses, real estate, golf courses, and what have you? Hey. I am bringing you the treasure of the kingdom of heaven from where I have come. Today you understood. It's a privilege. It's not a right. And the Lord in some way is so that you are befitting of his mercy. And he remembered you. Can we then give the Lord some consideration then? so that we may prepare in earnest because it's for your benefit because otherwise there is hellfire Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so he's saying, because of what happened to, to John the Apostle, all those that will be raptured, all those that have the privilege of ascending to the mountain of the Lord, and to step their feet on the mountain of the Lord, they must have, number one, been holy. Number two, being righteous. Number three, being in the fear of God. Number four, they must have been wise. Number five, they must have been anxiously anticipating and waiting for the coming of Jesus. Number six, they must have been piped off. 
the world. The world must have been purged. The dross called the world must have been purged off their systems. You know in the book of First John chapter 2, 15 and 17 do not love the world. The love of the world and everything in the world perish. The love of the world is not from the Father. Whoever loves the Father cannot love the world. The world is decay. You have heard it said that store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and rust and bakora thieves cannot break the doors and come and destroy your treasure. And he says where your treasure is there your heart will be also. You have heard it said that focus on heaven in the book of Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to verse 3 it's a focus up there where the Messiah went to prepare for you. Aye. Aye. Look at how beautiful it is to serve the Lord in holiness. The cripples are getting up and walking. Yesterday blind eyes opened in Transmara. And the eye surgeon that, that worked on that baby ran on a motorbike because there was no road for the car. You used a motorbike to run and see for himself. Look at that, look at that, that's the boy. This way, before healing, and look at that, look at that. Look at that on your screen, that's a wonder. It is the anointing that makes the difference. It is the anointing alone. Look at the beautiful glory there. Hallelujah. It is the anointing alone that confirms to the world that this one is from heaven. This one is from God. It is the anointing alone that tells everybody in the world that this is the true prophet of God. The anointing is meant to raise, to remove people from situations. But when you are preaching money, money, money 24-7, the Lord can even make your passes have holes. So all the time you are hungry for money you are getting, but you cannot see it. But what the Lord is saying, that the greatest job satisfaction is to serve the omnipotent creator in perfect holiness and perfect righteousness that he may use you as a vessel to raise the lives of people that have been taught abandoned by this life. Look at that baby's eyes right now. Look at, look at the wonder we are watching now. When I decreed from this altar here, and you can tell that at his age he's supposed to have been walking. And I've decreed in the mighty name of Jesus that he will also get up and walk. You can see he was blind and crippled. But when I decreed here, right here where I'm standing, then the Lord opened his eyes. It is so mighty to serve the Lord in faithfulness. Serving God is different from serving man. Because those are now matters of the creator. You are serving the ultimate king. Look at that picture on your screen. Look at that precious baby. Look at the way he's walking. Look at that. Look at the honor. Look at the glory. 
Look at how the precious boy is walking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so precious people. The Lord is saying. That this is the prime time for the church. The blind eyes are opening at one decree. And Transmara is so many hundreds of miles away from here. What manner of servants are these? What manner of anointing is this? And now you see. Jackson Lempiris. Jackson Lempiris. He can now see. Even though he has not yet gotten up. But at least now he can see. And he's going to walk. Because you can see he can stand but not yet walk. The gospel is very sweet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The gospel is sweet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The powerful gospel of the blood. Look at that now. And so, the Lord is saying that when John was standing there and heaven stood open and he saw the door to heaven standing open. He's saying he, he was transformed, translated and when he entered there the Lord told him there are some things I want to show you here. I want to show them to you and please, I don't want your memory to let you down. I want you to write them down. I will show them to you. They are for the future. And the purpose was that he may be able to transmit them to the present church. To you the church who are watching now. That it may sharpen your faith. That it may sharpen your belief. That it may sharpen your preparedness for the coming of the Messiah. Hallelujah. Let us take a short break. A 15 minute break. When I come back. I'll continue with the message a bit. And then we'll enter the revival section. So at exactly half past, I want you to take a health break. Until half past. Okay, again, I've just said it differently. Uh, I, when it, right now, we are taking a health break. At quarter past 11 p.m. At quarter past 11 p.m. we are taking a break. Uh, uh, now, now we are taking a break. It's, it's quarter past, please. Yes, we are taking a short break now. At quarter past 11. But at exactly half past. We are here. Because I want to give you a chance to run around to grab a piece of Coca-Cola. Grab a piece of juice, a cup of tea. You know? Grab a sandwich. For those abroad in Europe, I know you're all tuned in. Finland is on. Germany is on. Grab a sandwich. Cut some night bread and put some margarine and just to, to take a short health break and come back. Grab some water. And then when we come back, I want to continue for 30 minutes for the message. With the message. Just this part. When John stood, and when he looked up, he saw behold a door standing open in heaven the prophecy Jacob gave when he laid his head on that rock and then he saw a ladder and he saw that now a communication had been opened between heaven and earth talking about this time the same ladder I saw January 15th 2017 when he showed me the glorious ladder of Jacob but instead of angels going up and down I saw the church the elect the holy saints the faithful ones climbing up the stairs in one direction one way traffic 
And just that I may not lose you when I come back. If you want to say this prayer to receive the Lord now. Receive him now because when I come back I don't want to lose anybody. Say mighty Lord Jesus. For me, I repent tonight and receive you with all my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I totally turn away from sin tonight. And totally surrender into your mighty able hands that you may wash my heart with your precious blood and fill my heart with your word and fill my heart with holiness and fill my heart with righteousness and fill my heart with the Holy Spirit and establish me on the path to the kingdom of God in the mighty name of Jesus I am now ready to climb the ladder of Jacob Amen so in 15 minutes I will see you don't leave call more people Thank you.